Oh, 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 cheeky monkeys. Get on with it. Toppy, toppy. Hello and welcome to ABW Live. Jesus, it's been a while since I've hosted one of these. My God. My name is Chris. I am the filthy pirate amongst a, uh, a galleon of superstars and uh, I will be hosting tonight's show. So please go easy on me. Um, first things first, before I introduce our guests, at half time in the game today came something that I, I've forgotten existed and I loved it. So when I introduce my guests this evening, I'm simply going to go, <laughs> Yes, the advert is back. I'm so happy. I'm so happy that advert's back. We can all ring each other and be annoying again. Anyway, enough of that. Right. First of all, I have got with me this evening two fine gentlemen, fresh from his break with the WWE. It's Kevin Owens, otherwise known as Rich. <laughs> hey, Rich. How are you Ahoy, hoy. How are you, my man? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good, mate. I'm sure you've heard that one before, haven't you? Uh, yeah, I do get that quite often, to be fair. Hey, it, 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 it is. It uh, is. Said you look like, I guess. Oh, absolutely, mate. Absolutely, yeah. Fight Owen's fight. It's going to stick. Yeah. Uh, good evening <laughs> to you, and thank you for joining us. And um, Femi, good evening to you, sir. I haven't got a nick. I, I can't. I, I don't know. Have you got? Have you, is there anybody you, you resemble? Anyone you want to go by as an atheist tonight? <laughs> No, I'm good. <laughs> Definitely not. Big, not not Biggie. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, actually, yeah. Now you no, say it. Actually, no, 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 no. <laughs> no chance. <laughs> you shouldn't have said that because all I'm going to see is that's all I'm going to see now. Um, right. Oh. So thank you for both coming on tonight, uh, both uh, both Femi and Rich. So we're going to kick straight in. First of all, listeners, chat box. Thank you for joining us all. Uh, just a little quick roll call. There we got uh, Anne two three five one hundred. We got Evan. We got some bloke called Danny. He sounds like a bit of a band. Uh, Bag of Dicks, Thunder Road, formerly Nosa, Darren Clifford, Julian Salmon, Carlito Alguna, Zoidberg. There's loads of you all. I'll try and get to a few more of you later on. But thanks for, for your time. Thanks for joining us. Tonight's show is going to be a little bit different in terms of the structure. Just going to try something a little bit different. So um, we're just going to kind of keep it a little bit roundtable-ish tonight. So um, I'm going to jump straight in at the deep end. Fermi, going to come to you first of all. Arsenal Football Club won a football match. That was rather nice, wasn't it? Oh, that was that was really good. It felt it felt good. That's uh, just a relief, isn't it? It felt like a like a just that you can breathe when that second goal went in. It's like let's just relax. And then you saw the team even just when the second goal went in, it they just relaxed a lot more. The fans were more relaxed. You know, a win is a a good cure. An away win as well, I think, really helps. Away win, away clean sheet. I don't think nothing beats that, to be honest. No, and we laid to, and we laid the the uh, the ghost of uh, of, Dan, of um, Shane Long to rest as well, which I'm sure we're all pleased about. Because when he came on, I just thought, oh god, here we go. So that was, was uh, that was nice. You on. mentioned, yeah, so was I, so was I, especially when that uh, that shot was blocked by Martinez in the second half, which we'll come on to. But um, speaking of the team, I'll stick with you for a minute, Femi. Just sort of looking at an overall evaluation of the lineup, we saw Granite Jack come back in tonight. We saw Pepe retain his place. Eddie and Ketia returned. We knew that Emi Martinez would play, of course, and uh, and Kieran was was back in the side. 
Bakaya Saka playing central midfield again. Overall, when you sort of saw that lineup, was there any surprises to you? I suppose that the main talking point was the um, was the the, the Matteo Ganduzi situation left out for tactical reasons. In other words, he was a bit of a pleb last weekend, so he's he's rightfully had a bit of a smack upside the head. What what did you, what did your yeah. sort of feelings thoughts on that on that uh, that lineup and particularly that three in midfield because that seemed to do quite well. Yeah, I mean, I mean, to be honest, it started, the game started as a three in midfield, didn't it? With And then all of a sudden, we quickly switched to a, a back three, didn't we? Because Tierney sort of played a, a left centre-back kind of role, and, and then Saka was playing like a left wing-back kind of role as well. So it was a really um, inverted formation, one that I've not seen from Arsenal before, to be honest. So, you know, you would expect... If Saka was a proper left wing back, he'd be taking the throw-ins. But Tierney was taking the throw-ins. You know, those little things that were just a little bit different. So, you know, it was a lot more solid, a lot more compact. Uh, didn't give room for, you know, balls down our channels, down our side of the centre-backs. Um, I, I think it was just a, a really good formation. It, it's very different. And then um the right hand side i mean i'm sure we'll get onto it. it it seems to suffer because we're very left side dominant because of the way that we set up so the right side suffered a lot especially today um don't know what's what's how they're going to fix that um but in terms of the the tactics I, I was just saying to someone in our um our group uh the people that i sit with at the emirates that it felt weird to praise Xhaka today. I can't have, I mean, he just looked like a proper midfield today just because of him, because he just, he plays like a man, like a mature adult. And I just think he's just, he, his performance was really excellent for me personally. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't agree more with that actually. And, and we'll, we'll certainly dedicate a bit of time to him in in a, a moment or two. Uh, Rich, what, what did you, um, what did you make of the way we started the game? Because I felt like we came out with a, let's say a point to prove, but we, we looked like a team that, that came out looking to start on the front foot. Um, we were closing down well, I thought, and Katia's energy up front, which ultimately led to the goal, which we'll touch on with you in a second. But he looked sort of bright from the outset. The defence held a good line as Femi touched on there, that sort of three at the back with the floating fullbacks almost it looked like a side to me that that sort of had a bit of a rocket up its bum shall we say what, what was your overall impressions of the first sort of 10 to 15 minutes that we come out the blocks at um yeah I, I agree with that it was it was a it was quite a fluid formation let's say it was it Tierney was like tucking in uh when we was out of possession and then when we got into possession he became a left uh, uh, an orthodox left back almost pretty much and you know, uh, Saka was able to 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 get further forward, um, and uh, which meant Abamyang was able to get further up the pitch. So it was, it was decent. It was. <clears throat> I, I love that thing about Nketi. I love the fact that he works hard. I love the fact that he's closing down. He did it pretty much all game. So it, it was like it's what you want to see. Like so, you can't allow players uh, this level anymore. You can't allow them time on the ball. So it was good to see that we was actually getting after the opposition, actually putting some pressure on. Um, because like I say, if you if you allow these players time on the ball, they will hurt you. So it was, yeah, it was much more improved. So I'm I'm glad that Arteta seemingly is like, like I said, lit a, lit a fire under them. Because I mean, after the Brighton game, so I'm waffling here. The one thing that the only caveat that I took from it that I from that game was in the post match interview, Arteta looked seething. He was. He looked so annoyed that that we didn't compete, that we were lazy and passive. Not lazy, but you know what I mean. Passive off the ball. 
So like I said, even a little bit of improvement today was was like I said, it's just a step in the right direction. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. And and uh, we should also give a speaking of sort of the lineup and everything. One thing I did neglect to mention was um, first team debut from the substitutes bench. He didn't get on, but uh, Matthew Smith, the nineteen year old defender, was was named on the substitutes bench this, this evening. And I, again, I felt like that was another statement of intent from Arteta to sort of say, yeah, we're a little bit bare bones, but you know, again, he's he's chose chose chosen to drop Wendoosie completely from the squad and brought in a lad who I think it's fair to say most people, excluding George Bird maybe, wouldn't have known too much about Matt Smith. So I thought he was a Blue Peter presenter. So there you go. But uh, yeah, good to see him on the bench. Just uh, going on to to the opening goal then, uh, stick with you Rich first of all. That for me was, don't get me wrong, it's a horrendous piece of goalkeeping. You can't get away from that. But as I think it was, it was Aubameyang who closed down the goalkeeper in similar circumstances last season. I want to say Norwich. I could have been, I could be wrong. No, Watford. 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 That's right. Ben Foster, wasn't he? You're absolutely right. It, what I liked it, what I like, you touched on it there, is in Ketty's energy. He's bright. He's alive. He's, I think the, the trouble you get, or we have had recently with Alex Lacazette, who obviously I'm a big fan of, when he's not in form, his energy drops and he, and he almost sort of looks a bit like an old man and he's struggling for, for having almost his wheels greased. And Ketia has got that that sort of energizer bunny about him. He's got that enthusiasm, that lust for, for wanting to play. And he got his reward for basically being in the right place, being switched on and and causing a problem, didn't he? Yeah, he was actually he was he was pretty much a nuisance all game. Um he worked so hard. And that you can see why Arteta is picking him. You know, he's 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 not picking him just because you know to promote you for for a thing, he he he's meriting his place by how hard he's working. Yeah, it was like I say, it was it was fantastic. It was um, it was such a it was a terrible. I don't know even know who he was trying to pass to the keeper, but it was it was a terrible, terrible, um, terrible mistake. And like I said, he can only do what he's done. He's he's done brilliantly there. Fair play to Nketiah. Like I say, all that his hard work. That's what you get sometimes. You know, you you, you work hard and let's say you get your rewards. Um, so yeah, I was I was more than happy with him. Like I so said, we we seem to be like uh, every now and again we go up a gear because I think for a lot of the game sometimes we seemed in kind of second gear, but you could see whenever we went up a gear, uh, Southampton couldn't handle us, but we just, we didn't go up in that gear enough slightly. Like there was a, a little bit earlier, there was a, a Bamiang who got played through, it was absolutely uh, brilliant ball by Tierney, and um, a Bamiang. Like it was a great save from the keeper, and it like crashed off the bar. Every now and again, when we 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 put the pressure on and we we up the speed a little bit uh, faster, like I said, we, it caused Southampton problems. And that Nketiah goal uh, goal was just one of those one of those examples. Yeah, yeah, well, well said. And, and you've touched on something I wanted to to mention to to Femi as well. Femi, you 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 go to a lot of games or, or did prior to the world being. <laughs> Uh, messed messed around, but um, what's your sort of impression? Because because to me, Abamyang, Rich just touched on it there. He he had that that chance, and although it was a good save, I felt like an on an on cue, uh, fully switched on, fully focused. Alba probably finishes that. I, th- I thought I felt he he lifted a shot. He didn't really need to lift. What's your sort of thoughts on on how he's been since he's come back compared to the player that you would have watched pre lockdown, where he was just tearing everything up? Do you do you feel like he's playing with a bit of a 
don't know, a li little bit of focus elsewhere, maybe the contract thing, the, the sort of the future. Do you feel like his mind is not elsewhere, but just maybe he's not quite clicked since this, this restart? I think the word is probably frustrated. He plays like he's a frustrated person. You know, our attack has not, it's not gelled somehow. I mean, we just, we have like, um, like we said, we had like bits and bobs of, of attacking play. So he, he he's not as involved as he probably wants to be. I don't know how comfortable or happy he is playing down the left. You could see today when he, he went to the, when uh, Willett came on, he went, proper central so they were playing two up front and that's when he was he seemed to get more more involved in sort of the the, the gameplay he was dropping back a lot into midfield to help as well today which was a, a little bit different because usually he helps on the left hand side but when they went two, yeah he was dropping back but to be fair I think I mean if you look at his contribution in both goals or even in the second goal I would say um, in terms of uh, the red card he just he seems switched on. Uh, there was another the Emmy Martinez ball that went through as well. Uh, he was switched on. You know he he seemed a lot sharper today. So maybe it's just a, a matter of sharpness. And you got to remember as well he plays ninety minutes every week in week out for us. No injuries. He doesn't pick up any niggles. It's it's just a phenomenal athlete. That's that's why you know it's it's going to be a loss if we do lose him. To be fair, in terms of just his his athleticism, the, you know he's always there. He's always available for us. It it also doesn't help him if the midfield is is like so disjointed because like I said the, against Man City and against Brighton, the midfield was it was very disjointed. You can only sometimes as a striker, you can only really be as good as your suppliers. And Femi touched on it earlier with Xhaka in that midfield, it just made it a little bit more fluid. So you see him come into the game a, a little bit more. There, you know, there's uh, there was a, a um, I think it was a disallowed goal because Saka was offside, but it was a yeah. delicious slide rule ball that Xhaka, Xhaka put for any. That's what we've been missing. That's what someone who I mean, I mean, I'm not Xhaka's biggest fan in the world, but you've got to give. Give the devil his due, like I say, you could definitely see what we were missing. And I think that correlates to how the attack uh, will perform. Because I say you, you need that that midfield, that that glue, that's everything. That's what everything should function and turn off that. And like I said, it, it's you need that midfield working to get the best out of, like I say, Aubameyang and Ketia, Lacazette, and uh, dare I say it, Pepe. Yeah, yeah, no, I completely agree. Um... Femi, you want to come in on on Jacker because while we're in while we're in, in that subject or in that period of time, I, I genuinely did think he was outstanding today. I thought him and and um, two other players that I'll come on to separately were were our best players on the pitch today. But I, I, I really did feel like like Granite Jacker was was superb today. I thought he led by example. He put his he put his body on the line. His his positional play was very good today. He didn't step out of position where he's been caught a few times. His passing accuracy was pretty good. I don't have the stats to hand because I'm not a geek, but um, yeah, his uh, I, th I felt his distribution was good overall, and, and he seemed to be in the right place at the right time. What's your kind of thoughts on him? Because it, it's been quite a it's been quite a turnaround for him, given the fact that this is the player who, who stormed off the pitch and was seemingly out the door in January, and, and now here we are, essentially kind of building our midfield back, back around him again. But it was um, good to have him back today because he, he did have structure, didn't he? Yeah, I, I think another word that you want to add to that is game management as well. Something that we missed a lot mm. against Brighton. His game management was brilliant today. Held the ball when we got free kicks. He was 
telling people to slow it down. He's just a mature player. I mean, I'll be honest with you, if Aubameyang leaves and he's made captain again, I think it's more justifiable this time. <laughs> he, he played like a captain today. He played like a leader. You know, we, we get criticised so much in the media for not having leaders. But today he, he played like, you know, like a, a leader. He played like an adult. You know, not I'm, I'm not having a go at, you know, Mateo Ganduzi, but sometimes he's a bit young and you can see it on the pitch. You know, he's, he's a bit... He get he loses focus and discipline. You see that with um, Maitland Niles when he came on as well. He can lose focus. So we've got a lot of players that seem to lose focus. But Xhaka is just he's like a predator, isn't he? He's just laser sharp and focused uh, on his task. And and then uh, in terms of on the ball quality, like um, holds on to the ball. He can he can control the game as well. You know he's not perfect, but what Arteta's also done is he's moved him further up the pitch so those silly Xhaka moments that we used to see we're not we don't see them anymore where he gives the ball away right on the edge of his box he's further up the pitch now so he has less chances of making those silly mistakes as well yeah yeah I, I completely agree with that I think that's a good point on the game management thing and and he's he's clearly a player that I mean I, I still stand by my views I think we can do better than him but and I, and I do I do think he's limited but if you get the right partner for him he's more than adequate for what we need right now and I agree with the point on Gunduzi you can have youth in midfield what you can't have is a fully youthful midfield you need some experience you need that little bit of shithousery for, for want of a better word in that midfield and somebody who's going to slow the game down and, and is going to know when to hold their tongue. And I think that's probably the biggest criticism of Jacker is that sometimes he does fly off a handle of the challenges and whatnot. Thought today he was he was very measured. Speaking of very measured, Rich, um sort of uh, if you if you look at that first half in particular, I, th- I felt like he kind of faded a little bit second half, but Bakayo Saka took a whack early on in, in that, that first half. I think all of us <sighs> thought, oh God, here comes yeah. another injury. I thought he'd done his ligaments the way that ankle opened up. This is a this is a kid who who is for me his reputation is growing week on week. He's proving that he can play in three, four, five different positions. His energy levels are fantastic. He's a player who he he, he plays with such a maturity, and he plays like a player who's been in our first team for three or four or five years. He's the con the, the talk of the contract is ongoing. If he puts in performances like he did again you know today for was it sort of an hour or so that I felt he, he was on top of the game I mean he's he's surely got to be a player in the week that we've signed four other players to long-term deals we, there's got to be all-out attack on getting him signed up hasn't he based on the performance today and, and in in the two weeks that, since we've been back oh yeah he's um he was he was fantastic I thought today he, he, he's so versatile and he can do so many things but he can do so many things well it's 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 kind of one thing being a jack of all trades, master of none. But he's so good in so many different uh, scenarios and positions, and he put in such a shift. It was such a heavy workload he put in today. He was fantastic. But yeah, that's got to be a number one priority: is signing that kid up, um, making sure that he's um, uh, he he's signed down to a long term contract. And it's I, who did some? I thought um, there was like a journalist. I can't remember who it was that said that there's. It, it, it's looking quite positive that he is going to sign something. I can't remember, it wasn't Simon from uh, Simon Collins, was it? it? It might have been our Simon, possibly. I know. I know that our Simon has been saying in in the group, sort of quietly, that that things are going well. So I, 
he's 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 very much i think he wants to stay it, it's just all about figures and dotting of eyes and crossing I the think, t's um, but... I think Arteta actually uh, briefed uh, the second part of the briefing, isn't it? Because uh, all did, the, yeah. you know, you know, in the evening about nine o'clock, all the newspapers uh, <laughs> seem to have a <laughs> they run a story. So yesterday's story was Saka's close to signing a new deal, uh, it mm. was, and then Sammy Mockball was saying that it's literally just a matter of agreeing. But we've we've seen a couple of instances where this has happened before and then all of a sudden the agent changes the mind so until it's yeah, exactly. the, until we see the pictures with the agent and someone standing and Edu standing behind his back holding his shoulder i don't trust i don't trust it <laughs> i understand yeah, that, is, that, is a, that is a massive priority getting that getting that dude locked down yeah. for a contract yeah. he's, he's his development he's got so much upside and potential it's frightening that we he's not even close to the fully uh, like fully polished uh, article he's his upside is enormous I've got so much, so much uh, love for Bakayo. Brilliant, brilliant. 18. Player. I mean, he's 18 years old. Yeah. Turned 18 in September during the season, so not even 19 and that, for a few months. And that ability, to, that ability to play different positions. I mean, that's so vital. I mean, I, I know some people will say it's not a good thing because you essentially get lumbered as a as your Gramondi, where you can play anywhere. But I, I think it's really important that you can have a player who can adapt on the pitch in the position that he ends up in especially if you can play anywhere down that left-hand side I think that's really important so yeah I, I, I completely agree and, and it would and it, I think for me as well the contract would be it, it would be a statement of intent it would be something for the supporters to go actually you know we're building we are actually building oh, yeah. I was going to say that I think it would be a massive boost for the morale of the fans especially I think yeah you know, if we, it, it can't be just negatives or something. If we lose Oba, you know, we've kind of come to an acceptance, I think, especially at the age of 31. We've, but, you know, losing uh, Saka would be a, a massive, massive question mark on the whole club, especially the fan base mm-hmm. would not be, it would, it would cause a lot of stir, let's say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I couldn't, couldn't agree more. Rich, when we uh, going into the second half, obviously we, we came in at, at one nil. I thought we were, I thought we were professional, uh, and I felt we were comfortable. Without we we, we, we sort of looked like that team that needed the second goal. Basically, we, I always felt that Southampton would would put up a bit of a, a fight in the second half, and and Julie that kind of arrived. They they came out. They looked at a different side. I thought second half they brought on Carl Walker Peters, and of course the, the aforementioned Shane Long. They seem to change to more of a two-man attack in terms of... Femi was kind of drifting first half, but they clearly went with two up front. And uh, I I felt that our defence deserves a bit of praise in that second half because quietly Mustafi and and Holding, particularly Rob Holding, who I believe got the sky man of the match, Mm -hmm. but he was very... I thought those two two seemed to be a, a a good partnership. And I felt they... They were they were just they were just in the right place at the right time. Holding headed everything away. Both fullbacks Tierney and Bellerin were, were tucking in and, and protecting their men well. Southampton didn't scare me massively second half, and I, I did I do feel like that was largely down to our defence. What was your thoughts on the defensive performance in in today's game overall? Yeah, it was it was it was solid. Like I say, it, was, like I say, it helped that we were we were you know we were quite uh, low. It, it was like in a low block and it was compact. I said you had Tierney tucking in. Um, and you had Bellerin doing his bit, I, I, who I didn't think had the greatest of games, Bellerin. 
Um, but you know, he was tucking in at least, he, you know, he was giving everything. His passing was woeful, Bellerin, but he was giving everything. He was getting back and he was, he was trying, you know, you can never, you can never question the, the effort on, on that dude. Yeah. I, I thought Bob Holin was brilliant today. I thought he read the game very, very well. Um, I thought Mustafi was decent as well. Went fishing a, a couple of times and, and almost um, kind of got caught, but it, like for, for the most part, he was solid. No, yeah, yeah, so you yeah. can, you know, you can take that. Out of it. Can't take that from his game completely. He was all, he will always be like that. Uh, but yeah, no, it was, you know, it, you know, it was decent. Go on. I was just going to say, do you know the thing I love about Mustafi the most is that guaranteed, no matter what game it is, he will always make that challenge where he clearly takes the ball, but also takes half the population of the city with it at the same time and then looks to the referees to say, but, but what have I done? Like every game. like to Imagine imagine coaching that every week. My favourite is when he points to the ball. He points to the ball. No, no, no. I've yeah. got it. I've got it. Got it. Yeah. yeah, no, you've got nothing. Mate. It's like that hasn't been a rule for about... 15 years you know you can't go through a man to take the ball shots got around but it is almost like telling off a, a toddler isn't it you, you know it's, it's he's he, he's you can tell he wants to do well and and you know what fair play to the guy i mean he was ridiculed and and you know wrongfully was was lambasted i think by a lot of the fan base and i'm not saying he's he's ever going to be fully good enough but he, he's he's doing a job and and he's and he's come back from probably a place I didn't expect he would come back from. So, you know, fair, fair play to him, I would say. Mm. We, um, I, I, I think, touch I think on the... the um... Sorry, I was just saying, I think the big difference Sorry, no, is okay. when, when, the, when the team works, presses harder and presses better, shall I say, rather than harder, presses better, there's less pressure on the defence. When the, t- when the yeah. midfield is doing nothing and the attack are not pressing and we're conceding 27 shots to Watford, you know, the likes of Mustafi and Holding and that are going to look like incompetent clowns. Like, but mm. if, if the team works hard and presses and closes down, then it's, it's, it's making the job a whole lot easier for the defence. I think you're, you're seeing a little bit of that, the fruits of that, that labour, as it were. But sorry, mm. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah, great. No, no, not at all, not at all. It's a point worth making because the higher you press and, and the more organised you are, the less pressure there is on your defence. If your midfielder running around like, headless chickens with no support behind to, to, to cover the defence, then obviously the defenders are going to be under pressure and, and make mistakes. So I completely agree. And and that sort of nicely guide, guides me on to the, the, the goalkeeper, Femi, Emi Martinez. Something that I really noticed on the... on the I, I watched the game without the um, the, the fake crowd effects because it, it, I'm just not, not a fan. Emi <laughs> um, Martinez is, is very, very vocal. I don't know what it's like for you. I don't know, I don't know whereabouts you sit at the Emirates but obviously with a crowd I, I imagine you can still hear some of the players shouts but particularly without the crowds he, I thought, felt he was really vocal he, he commanded his penalty area today his distribution there was a couple that were a little bit ooh, you know but overall I thought his distribution was excellent that pass through to Aubameyang was Edison-esque and he came up with a very very crucial save at, at 1-0 which you know let's be honest that goes in different game with 20 minutes to go we, we could easily have lost that game his uh, his his presence and his overall performance today encouraged me. Would you agree with that? It did. It did. I, I was worried. Um, I mean, it's not that he's he ever does anything wrong when he plays in goal. It's just he hasn't played enough games. Yeah, yeah, well, he's not Leno. He hasn't played enough games. You know, when you've got a keeper that's sort of 27-ish age and he hasn't... He's pretty much the same age as Leno, I guess, and he hasn't played that many games... You kind of you're kind of weary, but 
you know, it, it, it's something that we've seen. Remember, I mean, we had an Alex Manninger player, you know, <laughs> in the 98 season, 97, 98 season. And he was just, he comes in from the cold and he just got better and better and better. So, you know, it, it, sometimes it's game time for goalkeepers, isn't it? He might just need a few games. And now that he knows he's number one for the rest of the season, his confidence is going to grow. We're going to see, okay, let's really see if, and then it, that saves you money. I mean, it's not some a position that you then need to worry about for, for you know, a good two, three years, to be honest, if you've got two decent goalkeepers that you can rotate with. Um, Distribution-wise, I didn't, he was good. I mean, he, he kicked a few out of play, but they were more in terms of he was actually accurately kicking it to a player rather than just pinging it out of play, which you see with goalkeepers, you know, that have good distribution when they're accurately trying to send it to a player's head, it might just float over, which I don't mind. Um, held on to the ball, didn't slow the game down, which Leno's a little bit guilty of sometimes. He s- slows the game down a little bit too much sometimes. Um, but yeah, no, it was a, it was a good a good performance from him. Um, good, Great save from Shane Long, double save. Uh, strong wrist with the first one. Second one got down, you know, scooped everything up. Um, can't think of many other other chances that Southampton had, to be honest. Um, no, but yeah, no, j- just a good, good mature, good goalkeeping performance. To be fair, like you know, he's got his chance now, so just take it with both hands. He's going to play the the FA Cup games as well, so just yeah. just go for it. Yeah, I hope he does take it with both hands because coming out one handed is never good for goalkeepers. But yeah, <laughs> no, I, I completely agree. Um, Rich, we uh, we saw substitutions I, I want to touch on because we, we saw four substitutions in this game before the second goal came and we wrapped up the points. I want to I want to feel free to talk about the goal as well. But just before we do that, the substitutions themselves, we saw Joe Willock coming on for Nicolas Pepe who I thought had one of his quieter games today. You know, what wasn't his day at all. Didn't, again, didn't feel like we, we've provided him with the ball enough, but it wasn't his day. Kolasinac came on for Tierney, who was clearly sort of struggling with a bit of cramp. Lacazette's replaced in Ketty in a like-for-like switch and made the Niles for Ceballos. What I think is worth pointing out with, with this, um, as well as the, the decisive second goal, was to me, it proves that Arteta is learning with every single thing he does. I was critical of his substitutions last week. I felt like he was against Brighton. He sort of threw players on for the sake of it when we weren't really managing the game, making three substitutions with five or six minutes to go off. I felt was a bit reckless tonight, much more organised, much more measured, seemed to be the right changes at the right time. And they led to ultimately the red card, the free kick and, and the goal. Substitutions, first of all, and then we'll come on to the goal. What, what is your thoughts on, on that? substitution spree if you like and how it was organized in this game yeah it was it was it was it was much like i say it was much more measured i think because like i said we, we still had the one nil lead uh which was was pivotal we we had we had we had started to flag out uh, to say southampton we were seeing a little bit too much of the ball and we weren't closing down as quickly as we were before so it was the right time to to make to make the changes when tierney went down God, not again! Oh, God. Thankfully, hopefully, it's just cramp because, like I say, he's you know it's how many games since December, like so. I'm fingers crossed, it's just cramp. But again, like I say, Sabios again. He was another one who's flagging. I, I didn't think he had the greatest of games today, in my uh, personal opinion. 
And I thought maybe with with uh, the Nars coming on, the Conservative could do what um, do what Saka was doing for for Tierney, if that makes sense. Uh, because I I, I did feel a bit slightly a bit sorry for Bellerin in the sense of you know down his side he had uh, Redmond and um, what's the right back's name? Valerie. No, 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 no. The, the English uh, international. No, no, no. Dan, Dan on Bertrand. That's it. Yes, that's the yeah. Um, so he he had two fairly, really like pretty decent players up against him, and I thought maybe it was a good idea to have Maitland-Niles in that area to kind of help uh, protect that right hand side. But like I say, it's, as long as he's as learning, it's, it's it's good to see from from Arteta because like I say, I, I think I do agree with you. It did seem a bit chaotic especially when they made that mistake when they tried to get Tierney on in the Brighton game mm. and then they couldn't bring him on and then they just thought Sonic just throw as many people as they could like FIFA style yeah. um mm. so you know it was good it was measured it seemed like it had a point and it had the desired effect because as Femi touched on like I said when when they made those changes um uh Aubameyang was able to 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 go more centrally and then mm. Darren you know we got the just rewards for the for the second goal after I think Hoy was it Hoiberg overplayed it past Stevens. It was a terrible pass. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, well, well, let's talk about that second goal. I mean, it was as you say, it resulted in a, a red card for for um, uh, Stevens. I think it's the second time he's been sent off against us. He was sent off at the Emirates before. Overplay, as you say, from from Hoiberg. Aubameyang was sharp, got on the end of it. I think where Stevens got the red card was that he clearly lifted his leg. I think if he'd have just made the challenge and mistimed it, he might have got away with the yellow. But I felt like he got the red because he clearly lifted his training leg to hack Aubameyang after Aubameyang was clearly going to get the better of him. I felt that's what he got the red for. And then as a result of that red card, Lacazette hits possibly the worst free kick I've ever seen him hit in his career. But we get the luck of the draw. His second shot was much more venomous. Again, I feel poor goalkeeping from Alex McCarthy. But mm. uh, Joe Willock was there on hands. Again, good finish. Had to be brave. Had to keep his head over the ball. And that secured the points. Nice to see another Englishman on the score sheet. But what's more important, I felt, was that second goal just came at such a key time, didn't it? So we didn't have to be panicking for the last five, ten minutes. Yeah, it got, it got rid of the jitters and it, it calmed us down. Cause, and I think, like I said, Femi touched on it earlier. After that second goal, I know there wasn't a, a massive amount of time left in it, but we seemed to relax so much more. Um, it was a tough yeah. one for Lacazette, the free kick, because it was it was in that area where it's 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 kind of a little bit too close to the area and yeah. to the goal to get up and down and get the whip on it and everything else. His second shot was very, very fierce, but you're right, MacArthur, absolutely. I thought he had a terrible game, MacArthur, thankfully. He um, did have a he, terrible game, didn't he? Yeah, he was, he was yeah. all over the shop. But it was really, really yeah. great that Willock was alive to prod that ball home. That's what you want to see, you know, not not switching off. We've been accused of that in the past, of not switching off, not being mentally prepared for whatever happens. You know, it was fantastic to see from Willock. Yeah. Didn't, didn't, was it Alex McCarthy or was it, was it Bun, the other goalkeeper? I seem to remember... a. Oh, no, it wasn't. It was the Polish lad, wasn't it? Who had him there at, at the Emirates. Wasn't at the there a Emirates, that... yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, what's very... the one that used to play for Celtic, Arta Burch. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I, yeah. I thought it was. Yeah, maybe maybe we were due a bit of luck with that one. And, of course, the official Southampton account tweeted shortly before the opening goal, um, brilliant goalkeeping from, from McCarthy. And <laughs> uh, and then look what happened. So, yeah, somebody was in the, uh, the, the John Welsh School of 
of jinxery for that one. Fabi, overall, again, feel free to touch on anything that you might want to pick out that I haven't already come on to, but just the overall performance. The word I would go with today was professional. If you'd have stuck kind of a, a George Graham-esque figure in the dugout and, and wound the clock back 25 years, you'd have said, yeah, that's that's an Arsenal performance away from home. That fills me with a bit of a, a, bit, a bit more confidence moving forwards. Let's not get carried away with all due respect, which we all know we all know means no respect whatsoever when everyone says that, but it was Southampton. So I, I'm not going to go out and put a bet on us winning the Champions League, but we we did look fairly solid. We did look organised. We looked like a team that had been properly training hard and were out to make a point, like I said in the intro. And it was just a professional performance from, from a well-drilled side today. Is that the impression you got? overall yeah. from the game albeit against a limited Southampton side yeah and I'll say something as well this is going to sound so controversial but I thought we played all right against Brighton as well we didn't give up loads of, apart from the yeah. last 15 minutes we didn't give up lo- you know the usual chance after chance after chance against Brighton so it's it's something to build on you know it's it's confidence you know we are not good away from home we have not been good away from home for nearly four years now so you need building blocks don't you today was a strong building block you know we've you know that's three away games in a row in the Premier League unfortunately you know the Brighton result didn't go our way but we have to pick ourselves up a tough away game on Sunday so that will give us confidence for that um in terms of performance wise you know it, it's just good to have an adult performance not just people just streaming at your goal or or losing the ball in transition and people just running straight at your your back four you know we've you know those are the types of things that we were just consistently doing under Jumberg and um on the Emery as well so it's just good to to know that okay we can have a a building block you know Mm. um you know, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. I think we'll get there. You know, it's, it's it's we have to be honest. If we're saying it's going to be a transition period or it's going to be a taking time period, then we we just have to we have to be patient. There's going to be ups and downs. We, you know, we've probably I think I read we've got the youngest squad in the league, so it, it's going to be ups, it's going to be downs. You know, we just we have to take the rough with the smooth sometimes. But you know, when we get wins like today, we have to enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and you're absolutely right there. That that's that's a, a very good point. We we do. I don't think we should be embarrassed to say we've, we've won a game. We should damn well enjoy it. You know, the Twitter <laughs> has been a, a toxic place for a variety of reasons for the past few days or, or weeks, seemingly. And it's nice to have. A, it's just nice to sort of kick back and 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 say, yeah, we we won a match. And and I, and I genuinely feel like at this stage we just need to to focus. We want to focus on the FA Cup game, of course, but just need to focus on taking one game at a time as the cliche goes and seeing where we where we end up uh, rich any other thoughts you want to you want to cover on the game today before we um sort of uh, go into a couple of, of other bits of business anything else that stood out for you today good or bad um not really i said like i said the, you know you got the, the praise for tierney that holding martinez it, 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 there was a lot of good stuff um there were there were some not great stuff like i said i didn't think Bellerin played well and i I, I worried about the, the the lack of control we had sometimes in midfield, but it's all about, like you said, taking it one game at a time and building it and building it and building it. You know, you you you, you sometimes you got to crawl before you can run. 
um, just let's say we, we haven't got any fear factor. So teams kind of come after us and try to bully us and 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 put pressure on us. So we we seem to like I say get a little bit better as the game like I say as the game wore on. So just building blocks, building blocks. All that we need to keep doing: take one game at a time, and just to, you know assess it next, assess it next, and just and eventually the better we get, the, the fear will come up to us. So teams won't uh, uh, come after us straight away. They'll stand off us more. We'll have more time on the ball, more time to pick out passes, more time to cut teams open. So it's just, it's just all about building those blocks. Yeah, 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 well said. And, and, and Femi, anything else that you took from the game today that you'd want to raise that we, you know, any, again, positives or negatives? I think the only thing I would touch on as a negative was, yeah, maybe Tobias and Bellerin not their best days at the office, and, and again Pepe quiet. But it's it's kind of it's that team it's that team thing, isn't it? As long as everyone's performing to a level, you can get a team performance out of it. That's that's surely going to bode us in good spirits. So anything else you want to add about today's game? Yeah, I think we we need to do something with that right hand side. Um, I think that's something that we. You know, there's some things that can be fixed on the training ground. There's some things that can be fixed with transfers. Pepe probably touched the ball five times in the, in the whole game today, which, yeah. you know, I'm sure for him it's really frustrating. We are so left side dominant. It's 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 even worse than the uh, the old uh, Invincibles era where we used to have Perez, Colin, and Henri drifting out there. Now it's literally everything goes that way. So I, I don't know how we're going to fix that, but... You know, if you're thinking Sabios probably gonna well, definitely gonna be leaving, you know, Hector hopefully with um with more games he'll get he'll get stronger and then we just need to find a way to get Pepe in the game because we saw today, I mean he was dangerous when he got on the ball. He had a, a couple of good touches. Uh there was one where he played the ball through to uh Eddie, I think. Uh, right through, right near half time when he got the ball. Um, there was another one when he was on the left hand side. He could have crossed it in, but you can see that he's he's dangerous. He needs game time. He'll get sharper as well. You know, it's it's a it's a work in progress. It's going to be a. It's, I mean, we've got tough games coming up, but if we can play like we did today, you know, with we look like we we wanted them to come onto us and then spring on the counter attack. If we can get those final balls, those midfield interlinks a little bit better. We can spring out on those, you know, those walls away that we've got to go to, those Leicester teams, Liverpool at home. You know, if we can play like that, then we've got something to build on going forward. Yeah. Yeah, agreed, agreed. I think summing up or overall to sum up tonight, you know, we've won a game, clean sheet, two goals, not overly worked, no injuries, Happy days. I think that's that's how I would sum this game up. So that that is exactly how I'm going to sum this game up. Right. Around about 10, maybe 15 max left of the show tonight. As I said, uh, I'm in charge tonight, boys and girls. So it's a bit different. So, uh, you know, that's how it is. Well, speaking of different chat, I've got a deal to put to you. I'll take your questions. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take your questions. I will. Some of them. But you're going to have to do something for me. You know what to do. Down the bottom there, little thumbs up. Clicky, clicky, clicky. Thank you very much. I'm not going to berate you. I'm not going to be nasty to you. I'm not going to shower you. We're going to do this the nice way. You click that button, you put those thumbs up, and I'll ask you questions. Julian Salmon, you're up first. Can Cedric Suarez challenge Hector for a first-team spot? Can he, Femi? Yeah, 
four-year contracts. I mean, what's why are you giving a player a four-year contract if you, at twenty-eight years old if you don't feel he can he can do something for you? So, I mean, uh, let's be honest, we literally don't have a right back. I um, would not be surprised to see Socrates playing right back on Sunday if Cedric isn't fit. So, you, if you've got two right backs, then it's it's a challenge. Now Hector has. You know, a challenge. He hasn't really had a challenge in his whole time at the club since he's become number one right back. I can't think of anyone who's who's challenged him. So now he's got a specialist right back pushing him. You know, competition for places. Man City have it. You know, Liverpool not at fullback they don't have it, but in other positions they have it. Um, competition. You need you need players to push players. So yeah, I, I mean what's I don't see the point of giving a player a four year contract if he's if he's not going to challenge for a first team place. Mm. I, I personally I don't want to stray too much into podcast territory because Danny will will fry me alive. But I I actually was one of the few people I tweeted to this effect earlier on. I thought the four deals we made yesterday or Monday whenever it was made sense. You know, David Luiz yeah, is he the best defender in 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 the world? No. Is he going to make more mistakes like he has this season? Yes. But is he important to Arteta in the dressing room? Clearly, yes. So to me, one year deal, hopefully on reduced terms, I would suggest, but makes sense. Cedric Suarez is. I love how many people have written him off before he's even kicked the ball. He's an international for Portugal. He's he's a good, experienced player. You know, for me, again, it, it's a it's a good deal because we don't have to pay a fee. And the extension of the loan for Ceballos, as you said there, I mean, I think it will probably take him to the end of the season before we make a decision on what to do next. A lot of that will depend on what Real Madrid offer him to us for, if they do or, or not. And, um, and the other one escapes my memory. Who's the other one that oh. we re-signed? Oh, uh, Pablo Marie. Yeah, who I actually thought w- was looking quite impressive, to be fair. Mm. I, I thought he looked looked like a good good signing and again people are throwing their toys out the pram because we've we've signed a player who's injured well what would you rather do wait until he's fit and then him go and play somewhere else and be quality it's 15 million quid in the grand scheme of things that's not a lot of money so for me good uh good deal um next question i spotted this one earlier on for you rich mike hurt said uh, question is it clear that arteta doesn't rate Urzil? now i don't want to go down the the, the big pit and black hole marked Urzel too deep. But he was back on the bench again today. Absolutely no sign of him coming on at any point of this game. Mike's question there about does Arteta rate him? I think he rates him, but he clearly doesn't want to play him, does he? I don't think he trusts him. What's your thoughts on on that? And is, is Urzel on that bench at the moment for PR only? Um, I think he's just there as a body, to be honest with you. Mm. I mean, I don't think that Arteta doesn't rate him because prior to the lockdown and stuff like that, I think he pretty much played every game, didn't he? he was, I don't think yeah. Arteta really dropped him. So I don't think anything's changed in that. Um, it could it could very well just be, you know, that he's a, the, the, the rumours that are going around, he's a new father, his mind's not on the on the job properly and things like that, which, you know, it's not great, but it's... Shit happens. A human mind is a human mind. Sorry, excuse my bad language. Um, the human mind is a human mind. It can do terrible, tricky things to you. If he's not in the right frame of mind. You know, what can you do? Um, I don't think he's got a problem with him. I, 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 um, I don't think so. Like I said, there's no point kind of speculating, and there's no, and like in the end, it doesn't really do anything. But I'm so, to be honest with you, I'm so sick of talking about Erzul. I really, really am. <laughs> 
and there's no offense to the question. I'm not having a pop at the question or anything. I just, oh, God, every time like, there's, a, there's a thing about Ozil, even when he hasn't even played, I'm like, I'll have a go at this one. Sorry to cut you off. I'll have mm. a go at this one. To be, to not do the whole, I, I don't like talking about it either. It's just pointless, to be honest with you. But the formation that we played before the lockdown, we played the same formation every single week pretty much the same team every single week. It was 4-2-3-1, Ober on the left, uh, Ozil in the middle. We are not playing that way anymore. Now he is getting into his team that we're going to be fluid, we're going to be different. Ozil cannot play as a number eight, (laughs) let's be honest. He's not going to track back. He's not going to close too much. He might, but he'll switch off. And we are playing either two number eights or, you know, two... uh, double pivot and nothing in front. Most teams that are good are playing like that now. Liverpool, City, Chelsea. Um, most teams are not playing with a number 10. So he's going to find it difficult, to be honest with you, to get back in the team. You know, yeah. for everyone's sake, it's better just to move on at this point. Just, you know, just... just For his for his and Arsenal, I mean, there's just no... If you're going to play a fluid system, there's no way that he's not going to play wide. It's not going to happen, he's, you know. So where is he going to fit into the team? That's that's the question that people need to ask themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you'd have to change the entire formation to kind of get him in there. And like, mm. maybe like... Well, playing as like a, yeah, which mm, it looks like it's pretty good be, No, he's... he's not, maybe not. you could play him at a point of a diamond or something like that. Um but yeah, just mm. it's. We tried getting them off the books and stuff like that, but no one's going to pay that three fifty a week. Like I don't, you know, no, we, can't we, see him going. We would have to contribute. We'd have to contribute mm. towards his wages to ship him out. I think, and and you know, that may maybe that's what might happen in the long run. But as we said on the podcast before, I feel it feels like a chapter that just needs to be moved on from at, at this stage. I mm-hmm. guess we'll. I guess we'll see. Uh, Thunder Road asked me asked a question that probably I can answer. He said about Malcolm, who we were linked with for ages who ended up at uh, Zenit and uh, apparently now is, is close to a move back to Ligue 1. Um, we missed out on him, is all I'm going to say, Thunder, because I still think to this day, good player. I mean, you know, you don't get a move to Barcelona for nothing. He obviously didn't succeed there, but he's uh, he's a quality player and uh, whoever picks him up will be um, will be getting a good player themselves. But that's uh, probably one for another day. I did see another question here that I did want to pick up on, and now I can't... Speaking of, uh, speaking of Thunder Road, I just thought I'd show my, mm. my, my, my lockdown beard because he was going on about that in the last show. <laughs> it is superb. You've got slightly more grey than me, but I'm catching up <laughs> fast, so... It's all good. Ah, here's the question. Uh, the Coltons. Femi, you can have this one. I think that might be uh, John, possibly. That, that might be the Coltons. He says, um, do you put out a full team for the FA Cup or the kids? I say, let's go for it. And I would probably agree with that. I'd rotate a little bit. But what would you do, yeah, Femi? Go for it. We, I mean, it's 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 literally we have to we have to do something. You know what? Funny enough, let's even it taking Europe out of the equation, which I'm still not sure. I mean, back in the days, it used to be if a team has already qualified for Europe and they made the final, the runners up go to Europe. But I don't know mm. how it works now. But even taking don't that aside, yeah, even taking that aside, I think those are the types of things that would convince your players about the project, number one, and about signing new contracts. Aubameyang, I heard, has only won one cup in his whole career. Something like that 
would make him think, okay, maybe we are going somewhere. Maybe this club is going somewhere. Those are the types of things that you have to try. And I mean, it it did wonders even for Arsene Wenger in the in the latter days. You know, three out of four FA Cup wins. You know, it's it's a cup that we love. We're at the quarterfinal stage. Sheffield United have not come back strongly, and we should just mm-hmm. try and press press in on them. You know, it's it's going to be a tough game, but. We just have to go for it. I mean, we dominated them at the Emirates and made a mistake near the end, and and they came back and scored. So we we owe them one. They've you know, there's a lot of teams that have done either the double over us this season or they've beaten us and drawn with us. So it, you know, we need to go back and and dominate teams. And you know, we we got Norwich the game after. That's a game that you could possibly make a couple of changes, I guess. But yeah. uh, I'd be worried about putting Socrates at right back, which I can see happening. <laughs> That's my only yeah. only change that I can... Because I don't think Hector can keep playing uh, this many games. No. And Maitland-Niles clearly is, is finished at right back. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'd see Socrates at right back. Uh, Tierney probably won't play. So you've got a couple of changes, but I wouldn't change too much, to be honest with you. Yeah, Kolasinac, Reese Nelson. You'd think Lacazette will get another go up front. I'd, I'd maybe, I would maybe give over a rest, possibly, just in terms of you could play, you could play Lacazette, and you could play Nelson and, and Pepe wide and have a bit of natural width. But I think you made a great point about Sheffield United not coming back in great nick. They look like a team who have had a great run and, and are now levelling out to me. So I think it's a great opportunity for us. Um, the Colton's. It was actually Eric. Hi, Eric. Uh, yeah, great, uh, great, for, great to hear from you. Glad to have the question. Uh, there's, there's another question that is, a couple of people have just mentioned. I just want to, well, actually, I'm going to pick up on two. One, one was uh, from from Nicky, our own Nicky, who said about um, Saka running into two defenders, losing the ball, and uh, he's saying, should we we always stay on our feet? Should we dive like more like Van Dyke did last night? Um, it's, it's a great point, actually, because I do feel like we we don't go over nearly as as easily as we should at times. But hey, I suppose that's just the way it is. But um, yeah, it's a good point to pick up on that, Nicky, because I don't think we necessarily get the fouls we should. But the the other question I want to uh, ask you guys, and I'll probably finish on this question, actually, is in terms of business, none of us know what we're going to be able to do in the summer. None of us know what sort of money there is. But I tell you a name that when it first popped up, I went, nah. And I think I went, nah, because he's always been linked to, to that lot up the road. But Jack Grealish is a player I look at. And Femi, you touched on it and said about the, the, the sort of the right-hand side. I think, Rich, you said the same as well. Grealish, for me, is is a, an interesting one because I think you'd probably get him out of Villa for what I would class as a reasonable price. And given we were, we were in the market for Zaha before ultimately choosing Pepe, I think you could probably make a good case to sign a player like Grealish and, and have rotating wingers and, and you know switching the wings each time because he can play down either side. Just want to get both of your thoughts on, A, your thoughts on a player like Grealish and, and B, if you were in control of Arsenal now, based on the budget we think we've got, what would be the key first area you would focus on at the culmination of this season? Rich, I'll ask you first. Um, I, I, to be fair, I haven't seen massive amounts of Jack Grealish. Um, I, I, I always used to think he was a bit one-paced and, and, and I, I saw him more as a, a, a centralised player, like, almost like a, a kind of... Like number number ten almost, rather than a winger. But maybe he's changed his game, and those giant calves are now 
capable of outlandish stuff on the wing. I haven't seen enough of him, to be fair. Um, in terms of um, where I would focus the rebuilding, that midfield, um, I don't think that midfield is cohesive enough at the minute. Um, I'm not convinced of, of Sobias. Um, I think we need more athletes, um, you know, more athletic, strong um, people in that midfield. Um, someone like, but yeah, I, I doubt he would ever come. We'd have the funds to get him. I, I know people keep, we keep getting linked to him, but like Thomas Partey and stuff like that. Um, mm. I don't know. I'm, like I say, I'm not a massive watcher of the of the other leagues. Um, you know, I've, I've always liked. I know it's like he's, he's in a slightly uh, crappier team, but I've always liked Decore, um in that mm. central midfield um, area. Yeah, I, th- I think he's a, he's a good, tidy player. He's strong. He's got great stamina. So and it'd be the central midfielders where I would tinker most if I if I could, because that's where I think it's our games are being one lost. If that makes any mm. sense. Yeah, yeah, no, I completely agree. And Fabi, what's your thoughts? A lot of the chat are saying that the deal's pretty much done to either Man United or potentially to Spurs if they sold Kane to Man United. So maybe he's not. But I mean, would you go for a Grealish or even that type of player, a wide player, or, or like like Rich, are you more inclined to to bolster the centre midfield or, or maybe the centre defence? Where, where would you focus? If it on was, in if that, it was the area? order. If it's in order, definitely central midfielder or a, a tough, athletic uh, central midfielder. We need to modernise our central midfield, uh, going both ways, to be honest. But I I like Grealish, <laughs> to be honest with you. I, I do really <laughs> like him. But the thing that you've got to look at with Arsenal is Bukayo Saka changes mm. a lot of options. If Great. he can play that central role, or that left mm. central role that he's been playing where he drifts out wide, you know, that sort of Kevin De Bruyne, David Silva type role, which they have, mm. you know, David Silva has a similar body shape to Bukayo Saka. You know, he changes a lot of transfer options for you. You know, if you can mm. stick him in there, if he's going to be playing week in, week out. But then you've got the question of is, if Aubameyang leaves, is then mm. Saka going to be shunted out? to that left side, which leaves a space, another space for your central midfield. So in other words, mm. central midfield, <laughs> we need to, we, <laughs> no, need a, we need a, we need a dominant midfielder. We really, really do. We need some athletes in there. We need some players that can go both ways uh, yeah. uh, with, with no problems really. Explosive athlete in, in, in that midfield. It's, yeah. It's, it's, a Vieira type of midfielder, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, they're, they're, they're like stardust, and they Vieras, but there, there are there are people of similar ilk who could do a similar, yeah. if not as good a job. But like I said, we just we need some explosive power, some fast-paced, strong athletes in that midfield. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a young lad in France called Eduardo Camavinga who would do a fantastic job, but uh, he's probably going to cost Real Madrid 100 million this summer, so maybe not that one, unfortunately. But I had to just slide in a French reference. Of course, I did. It's me. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, I, I think I agree with both your points. I think, for me, it will come down to who we sell. And and the biggest thing, uh, and I, I feel for Arteta with this, he needs to know who's signing new deals, particularly with Saka, who he has got to look at building around. If he knows of the players he's got for long-term contracts, he knows he's got, you know, like Luis for another year, 
he needs to know who's sticking around for the long term. If he knows Saka stay in, he can go, right, brilliant. That's that position sorted. Let's build around that. If he knows Kieran, Kieran Tierney is our left back for five years, great. We've got that right back sorted. Hector Bellerin. I think William Saliba, believe the hype. He's that good. Be patient, but he's that good. I think he will play most games from the off as long as the system suits him and as long as he settles well. I think he'll play most weeks. So, Chris, and what's then- his injury record like, Saliba? It- it's mixed. He he got he, he did have two two injuries last season, which kept him out for long periods. But they were both as a result of tackles. It's not like muscular injuries. Mm. Um, he's quite a robust character. He's he's a good athlete. So I think he's he's got the body type that will will, will prosper in the Premier League. I think he'll and he's a ball playing centre half. So I think I think he'll be fine once he adjusts to the sort of the pace. That's the biggest thing because Ligue 1 is is a lot slower. But the good thing about Ligue 1 is it's a very physical league. You know, there are a lot of a lot of heavy challenges, a lot of heavy pitches, and he'll be used to that. So I don't think he'll be a, a type of defender where he comes in and gets bullied by Burnley's centre centre half at a corner, for example. I don't think that'll be too much of a problem for him. The the biggest concern I have with him is he's he's very very confident on the ball, and I do think, and we're just going to have to prepare for this. There will be a couple of moments where he does try and do something a little bit too extravagant and, you know, people will of course lose their marbles, but I'm not worried about that because, you know, Rafa Varane's widely regarded as one of the best defenders in, in Europe. He makes mistakes like that. Sergio Ramos for all of his faults, still one of the best defenders in the world. You know, he makes mistakes. PK the same, you know, you just have to ride the rough with the smooth. So um, it'll be an interesting summer. I think, I think it will, but um, we'll see, I guess we'll see. Right, um, we're going to bring the show to a close there for this evening. As I said from the off, it's been a little bit different. You know, obviously we're here to talk about the game. Um, I just wanted to sort of try a, little, a slightly different format tonight and just kind of keep it um, nice and, and, and sort of light and just, just talk about a couple of key things that we spotted in the game. So hopefully you've enjoyed the, the slightly different format. Appreciate it's a slightly shorter show tonight as well. But um, I've got hoovering to do. No, I'm only joking. No, we just wanted to make the shows a bit shorter and, and and make sure that you guys, now that there's so many different things to listen to and so much so much football going on, we wanted to make sure that you guys had uh, had some content, had something to enjoy, but didn't get bored of us because I appreciate I'm quite boring, so it's all good. But we will be back for the next game, which is Sheffield United on Sunday, Sunday afternoon. I'm presuming is uh, is that FA Cup game? Uh, terrible. T- terrible organization by me i don't know who's on that show i'm sure it'll be wonderful people whoever it is so um do tune in for that one danny will of course tweet it out uh, in fact i can i can oh there we go he's, he's ahead of the game josh is hosting so that'll be an awful show i'm joking josh i love you i love you uh but yes um that will be a, a good show so do tune in for that so it just remains for me to thank you the wonderful chat box thank you all for joining us this evening don't forget to smash that thumbs up button and hit the bell notification because then you get notifications of when we're live. You know we're live after games, but it just helps. And it helps with the things that I don't understand that Danny does. So, yeah, just do all that. And subscribe in all the usual places. Leave us a rating. Drop us a comment. Um, have a go at my DVD collection, which I noticed a lot of people have been saying. And no, it's not porn. All right. Get, get, get your heads out the gutter. OK. I mean, it's kind of like porn. Uh, and look. Fever pitch. Class. Anyway, that's enough from me. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you, Rich. Pleasure to speak to you again. You too, Pirate. Keep the stunners going, my friend. And Femi, 
I'm never going to get that big image out of my head now. Thank you very much for joining <laughs> me, my friend. Take care, everyone. Everyone stay safe. Yes, indeed. Yes, I echo that. Stay safe. Uh, keep enjoying your football, everybody. And uh, hopefully we will speak to you after a fantastic win against Sheffield United. Danny, switch this shit off. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Splendid business. Get down, dog. <laughs>